So with with the Pen- Independence Day behind us, now we're going to have the the focus returning uh, nationally and here in the state of Wisconsin on the Affordable Care Act and the the future of the health of, of the people of our community. I've provided some materials. There's a good deal of information here, but I want to focus on on two points. One has to do with coverage for veterans. Significant, there are a significant number of veterans in the United States and in the state of Wisconsin who are dependent upon Medicaid and are dependent upon the existing health system for their health coverage. Uh, here in Wisconsin, that's 35,000 veterans. And these veterans do not all obviously get coverage through the Veterans Administration. And as you can see from the materials, there's a variety of reasons why we've got so many veterans who are not covered through the VA. But the point is, we are putting uh, one and three-quarter million veterans in jeopardy in this country who will lose their health care with the uh, present uh, bill pending before the United States Senate. The Senate coverage for veterans is, is not much different than the House version. Both of them are a disaster. There's, there's no other way of framing it. The second thing that I'd, I'd like to cover is what the impacts are here in Wisconsin in regards to the adoption of the Senate version of, of the bill. Now, we know that, that there will be tens of millions of Americans who are affected, but I want to go over just a couple of points of, of detail here and they are the fact that we're going to see an increase in premiums of close to $1,000 a year for all of these low-income households and individuals who qualify for Medicaid, that we're going to see 416,000 people in Wisconsin losing coverage, that the Medicaid coverage losses alone will be over 220,000, and we'll see another 130,000 people in the marketplace who will no longer have coverage. The cost uh, in dollars for each one of these these, uh, recipients is almost $5,000 a year. But to get an appreciation for the magnitude of these cuts is to look at what happens in terms of the provision of health care services. Because with the tens of millions of dollars that will be cut out of the system, and I actually should say billions, it means that there's going to be over 45,000 jobs lost in the healthcare professions and related areas. It means that hospitals and doctors won't get paid uh, close to $1 billion over the affected period here starting in 2019. And it means that the state will lose close to $8 billion in, in federal assistance to cover medical services for the people of our, our state. The uh, plan is obviously a disaster. We know that uh, a vast majority of people in the state of Wisconsin, and particularly Madison and Dane County, want the existing health care system reformed and improved Uh, not repealed. And finally, I think we ought to recognize that the, uh, the, the effects 
in regards to uh, mental health and dealing with, with opioids is going to be a disaster. While there's a commitment of, of close to $45 million uh, to take care of, of uh, those who are addicted, the loss of basic health coverage cannot be uh, matched by, by simply dealing with, with drug treatment alone. So uh, it's our hope that as we approach this coming week and the United States Senate re returns to dealing with one of the most important issues of our time, that they will get serious about this and not make the health care crisis worse, uh, but improve it for, for uh, the people of this country, and particularly of Wisconsin. Questions? What are some of the big impacts that this is going to have on the, the city in general, in your mind? Well, one of the things that we know, both from the, the estimated figures of loss of revenues to hospitals and what we've already seen in the close to $1 billion in savings that hospitals have incurred by not having to dip into charitable funds, one of the impacts is not only are we going to see a reduction in the quality of health care for those people with the, the coverage, but what we'll also see is the rest of us having to affect subsidize and, and donate uh, in the use of our funds to cover health care for those people who are now going to lose it. And that's going to have a profound impact on the quality of everyone's health care, and it's going to have uh, an impact on the cost of health care for all of us. The concept of insurance you know, is very clear. You get everyone to participate, which includes those who are healthy and those who are not, and that reduces the risk and reduces the cost. And let's keep in mind, those, those who are healthy and minimally uh, draw upon the health care system, as they age, as they get older, they will be the beneficiaries of, of a good health care uh, system in the state. Do you think you mentioned the potential for job losses? Do you think the fact that health care is such a big sector in this community is going to make the impact even, I guess, more profound on this area? Even it, it would probably more be more profound in, 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 in the Madison area than it would be because of the presence of the University of Wisconsin Hospitals, which uh, provides a service catchment that goes beyond the borders of the state. I mean, we've got people coming from throughout the, the Midwest beyond our boundaries, and there's no question it will have an impact on UW hospitals in terms of being able to staff up, but also in, in terms of uh, the quality of, of, of health care that will be affected. All right. Got one for you about yeah. uh, another topic. Yes. Uh, newly announced, I guess, in the paper regarding the development on Gammon and Mineral Point, possibly 1,000 jobs coming to the west side. Are you familiar with what's going on yes. there? And who, are you able to say who's who might be coming to town? Uh, I've, I've been told in confidence uh, the announcement will come from the company and from the developer. I don't want to take away from the work. But the only, the only observation I'd make at this time, 
we have tried to create a great place that people want to work where there's a talented workforce. And we've actually got uh, several, several things going at this point in terms of two major employers uh, that we're looking for here in, in, in Madison. And uh, I just want to uh, uh, say that the plan department staff has done an outstanding job in working with the employers and working with the developers of these various sites in making sure that we can provide what's necessary for, for the kind of investment that's healthy for those who are building the companies and for those who will be working there and living in the areas. So two major employers are... There's actually two different sites. I'm not sure which ones you're, you're talking about. They're both on the uh, west side that, that we're, we're committed to. And again, we're working with developers. We're working with uh, potential employers. Uh, it's their projects. It'll be their announcements. So the one is at the uh, former MATC building, and okay. then the other would be. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to mention. It. <laughs> okay. But the one, the one you're talking about at the the site of the former MATC, uh, we've got a, uh, a a developer who's worked in our community for quite a while, very reputable, has done outstanding work, and we've got a business that they're talking to who's an uh, important part of our community, who is envisioning very significant growth in an industry that's going to create some really great jobs and uh, is, is, is going to be a benefit to all of us. You know, I know one of the things, uh, it's sort of been a back and forth talking with Governor Walker, well, I don't know what I'm talking with, but Governor Walker is was saying, oh, you're you're taking too much credit for Madison's job growth. I mean, do you, do you think this is, a, in a sense, a, a rebuttal to that? Well, we've had a very different focus in Madison than has taken place around the state and around the country. And if you look at the, the mammoth increase in recognition of this being a great place to locate jobs, decisions that were made by by Zendesk, uh, when they were looking for an, a second location besides San Francisco. We've always focused on making it a place where there's housing, where there's neighborhoods, where there's great schools, where there's great recreation, and, and making this a place where somebody wants to live. The owner of the company, but also the owner of the company recognizing that if they want a great workforce, it has to be a place that's compatible for the employees. And, and that's been our focus. Uh, we have not chased smokestacks. Obviously, if somebody wants to relocate in Madison, uh, we, 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 we roll out the red carpet. But the focus has been looking at transportation, looking at housing, looking at neighborhoods, looking at parks and recreation, cultural activities, making this an attractive place. And it's worked. Uh, the state of Wisconsin is ranked dead last by the Kauffman Foundation for entrepreneurship. And yet, when they look at the 20 most exciting cities in the country, uh, we're a little gem sticking out there in the state. Ten years ago, uh, when you talked about technology, 
Uh, Madison wasn't on anybody's radar. Now we are. And so uh, it, 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 it continues to be a growing city. I think you saw the report that said if we were to add a 1,000 new housing units a year, all we would do is break even. Now, it's one of the things that our plan department's working on. If we're going to have growth in the economy, if there's going to be more jobs, let's make sure, let's make sure that we have housing for everyone in a wide variety and range of, of areas. Um, it's not an accident. It certainly is, is not. It's, it's a concerted, uh, well-thought-out strategy, and it's working. And so, and so with, with these two employers that you mentioned, how many jobs total could be coming with that? My guess, and it was off the top of my head, my guess is over 1,000 uh, new jobs in the next five years. Late to the game. A thousand new jobs. Where? Forgive my ignorance, Rosalind. I'm so sorry. Uh, it's always good to have it the second time. You say the second job, you know, we got the five, the okay. six, the ten. So sorry. Well, all right. What what the question was is about uh, the corner of Mineral Point and Whitney Way, the old MATC site. Um, a question was who's going to be there, and I had indicated two things. One is that um, I'm going to leave that to the developer and the employer to make the announcement. Uh, I think that, that they deserve uh, every opportunity to do that themselves. I'm not going to preempt them. I, it has been shared with me, but I've agreed to keep it in confidence so they can make the disclosure themselves. And then I also mentioned that there's a second site on the west side where another employer is looking, uh, which is uh, just about as substantial. And that just got to this question, which was, between the two of them, how many jobs will, might, might we be looking at? And my guess is that over the next five years, it could be as many as a thousand new jobs between the two of them. I'm just curious, would you mind sharing, um, you know, what the company might be, like a law firm? No. If I were to go into that area, um, they're, they're not in a, uh, in a business where there are a lot of firms. Uh, and it would be fairly easy to identify them. So, sorry. Um, I'll, what, what we started out on was um, where we are in the Affordable Care Act, and if the rest of you want to strike or stay, it's up to you. Other, otherwise, I'll repeat it, uh, what we covered. Okay, so... Um, what, what, what's going on here is we're now past Independence Day, and starting this next week, there's going to be a good deal of activity focused on the Affordable Care Act, or Trump Care, as it's been called. Uh, and, and I just wanted to cover two topics. One has to do with veterans, and the other has to do with the impact of the proposed legislation, both in the House and in the Senate on the state of Wisconsin and obviously here in Madison. In terms of veterans, basically one in ten veterans is receiving Medicaid in some form or another. It's generally thought of as that veterans um, uh, have veterans' benefits. Not all veterans do. 
Some were less than honorably discharged, perhaps for an infraction like smoking marijuana uh, or, or, or some kind of uh, minor disciplinary uh, activity. They don't have vet veterans' benefits, and so Medicaid is the only source of, of care for them and particularly for their families. So here in Wisconsin, we have 35,000 veterans who are going to be affected and could very well lose all of their, their health care uh, with, with the uh, pending bills before the Senate and the House. And that's in this document, uh, which I've, I've made available. The second area I wanted to cover is what is the breakout in terms of the impact uh, of the pending legislation in the Congress here in Wisconsin. And just to go over it quickly, uh, for those who do keep their health insurance uh, under a federal plan, uh, they will probably see a premium increase of close to $1,000 a year. But we also know that there's going to be over 416,000 people in Wisconsin who will lose their health care coverage. And that includes over 200,000 covered by Medicaid and another 130,000 uh, who are in the, in the marketplace. The cost in Wisconsin is going to be close to $5,000 uh, out-of-pocket expenses a, a, a year. If you look at this reduction in health care coverage and the loss of revenues on the health care side of it, it means a loss of close to 45,000 jobs. That's translated into a loss of $1 billion dollars to doctors and hospitals, and over the period of 2019 to 2023, our state will lose almost $8 billion in uh, uh, federal monies to cover health care costs. This is going to be devastating in terms of the economy as well as the impact on the individuals who are going to lose their coverage. It also should be noted that the rest of us who are paying into the health care system will end up through our premiums, in effect, subsidizing uh, those people who are then going to be receiving charitable care from hospitals and, and other health care providers. <laughs>